still any and it's katie and this is classically black podcast where we talk all things classical music <laughs> and being black in the profession <laughs> with trap beats playing in a da 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 it's fresh viola though, so that helps. What is it? Souvenir de Florence. Oh. Fourth movement. Oh, come on. First viola? The only viola. The viola. The way I would pay real USD to play second viola, I have no desire to be in the forefront. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, <laughs> it's heck of solos in the second movement. I'm riding a little sharp. I'm riding a little sharp. Drop the link. And I'm sis. like, I can't fix it, y'all. So we just gonna be here. Drop, more drop. money, more problems. Now we got more sense. Drop the link, sis. You know, I actually might, but I don't have that information. Oh, it's not. It's live, actually. So, oh well. Okay. And then there's we'll a link. Still. I don't think there's a link. Well, and we can, we can matter, arrange something. It happens tomorrow. This comes out on Monday. Well, you know, well, if you provide me with the link, then I could screen then. record. You taught me how to do that. I could screen record it. And yeah, but you know. Mm, I don't know. But what? You know. No. Yeah, because you know. And, you know? So what, what would be the issue with that? Because, you know. No, I don't. You know. No, I don't. It's like. You know? Oh, okay. It's like ambiguous grunt. Great. Okay. What's well. the news? <laughs> <laughs> you think I'm insufferable. I think you're insufferable. What's the news? Okay. <laughs> well, that sure ain't news. So, no. Just... <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, yeah. News is going to be quick this week. Nothing crazy. Love that for us. Really? Okay, classical music. Girl, I ain't been paying attention. That's really the truth of it. But I love um, you. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, it feels like it's been like years since we recorded the last episode. I don't know. I feel like it's been it hasn't been exactly a week. Yeah. I think we recorded on this unusual day last week too. Yeah, we did like a Friday or something. Yeah. Was that so two weeks ago? time means nothing it means nothing it means nothing so i was like dang what's the news i had something saved which i finally was like oh i should create a little like you can create little collections of saved things on instagram i'm like i should just start one for classically black so um to save things so i don't forget them but anyway um well first of all registration is open for price fest happening this august um yeah, so they've just opened their uh, registration. They have different, you know, like different tiers and they have something for students if you're currently in school um, to get a discounted rate. Um, if you don't know about Price Fest, what are you doing? Uh, they are the International uh, Florence Price Festival. Um, I think we talked we talked a little bit about Price Fest when they were doing their call for proposals. Um, but yeah, they're having um, their, their 2021 festival um in august august 20th through 23rd of this year 
um and the theme of the festival is a new black renaissance um so if you would like to attend you know there's going to be a, a a variety of different like things i really like the way that they set this particular conference up because they have like some performances some panels some workshops like it's a it's a good variety mm-hmm. of things so if you want to see what they're talking about over there i will link their website um where you can register for the conference um i also want to flag um a performance that was released recently on um the la phil's uh their sort of like online series soundstage um they did a easter sunrise concert with mary mary the gospel duo um with mary so right yeah with mary um yep and (laughs) and um yeah so we'd love to see it we'd love to see some collaboration i did did you watch it have you seen it Mm -mm. oh okay okay well i'm not gonna say nothing um but yeah they did that um i wanted to to bring that up because you know we love to see it also you know they from inglewood so period yeah um love that for her everything she's doing but care to elaborate erica campbell you said she performed at the hollywood bowl i thought we were excited for that yep all right um (laughs) (laughs) i'm just following what you said um and then last like a little whatever news but like uh i know you said you haven't been you haven't been looking but um the truth is is coming out a lot of places are putting out their their uh seasons their 2021 2022 seasons have you seen any uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna talk about a lot of places there's literally two that i know of so two that i've seen so far i haven't seen i saw the promo video for baltimore Glad they, let me not say that not not the not so okay, not the important part though <laughs> you said what Cause i said so not the important part though because i did the opposite i saw the i clicked, i just clicked on the link because i was like this video is not gonna do anything for me jonathan did an excellent job mm-hmm. with the with the i like seeing him in that position but yeah um i've seen so far i mean well i think it came out a couple of weeks ago that the detroit opera is doing the malcolm x opera which i will be in attendance for that it's gonna be in person this is like yes yeah, this is like it's, it's, a, it's a ways away it's a like may of next year <laughs> i was like may right now oh, okay yeah no it's like in their 2021 2022 and it's in the 2022 part so it's a ways away oh yeah but um they announced that in their season um and so far i've seen seattle and i've seen baltimore i will be in attendance for concerts at each baltimore is pending um depending on what they do with their situation so um yeah baltimore yeah situation meaning the the flutus that they had um popping off on twitter she deleted her socials i believe last time i i I was plugged into that so i don't know what they got going on over there um they have a bso fusion series where they're like they're doing all kind of different stuff they they have a lot of variety a lot of like stuff that's like very innovative that i would like to support obviously i can only fly to baltimore so many times but (laughs) but i will do it once they have one um that's like it's like a tupac and and biggie thing with Mahler 2 i'm like Mahler 2 goes you're not gonna tell me nothing about Mahler 2 oh, yeah. 
yeah. I was like, I, 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 I will go to that if depending on what you know what they got Who going be doing on. That though, who gonna be giving them the the tips on how to do that? They do have a they have a rapper who's an artist in residence, so we're gonna oh, see. Right, okay. Yeah, and we'll see. Maybe they'll and 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 I know Amari uh, commented on my thing when I said I was gonna go. He was like, hmm. and I was like, well, I didn't I didn't say nothing because I'm not saying it's gonna be good. I'm just saying I'm curious and I want to see it. You know, mm-hmm. like sometimes when things like that happen, it could it it could go either way. You know, I think some yeah. place did a thing with a Tchaikovsky and Drake, um, thing no. Yeah, yeah, Tchaikovsky and, and Drake thing. I don't remember. I didn't. I've only seen a clip or two of that. And I know Garrett said he didn't care for it. Um, and then there was a what is it? Young Musicians Foundation debut orchestra, which is a pre-professional orchestra out here. Um, they did a Gaytoven thing. So I, I don't know, like whatever. So like I've heard mixed reviews about the whole rap classical thing crossover thing um i've also seen like people do like i've seen trap orchestra trap orchestra usually is not full orchestra mm-hmm. but then you have people that do it like like ill harmonic there's someone that that does it like very cohesively but they do their own stuff you know yeah. um so it's kind of made for that you know and then um there's yeah, another either. like i played with them one time it was fun it wasn't like how does it finna go like, <laughs> <laughs> and i've also seen the there's that whole like hip-hop history like is like it goes through like the different like a lot of different hip-hop songs like and it's for full orchestra i really liked that so i want I'm, I'm curious to see how they're gonna mix those things together i like mm-hmm. that that symphony i think it's really like that's one of the pieces of classical music that's like that be having me ready to go to war like <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, period. Um, but yeah. So I'm going to link the... Oh, yeah. And then the Seattle Symphony has a bunch of... A, a lot of different commissions. A lot of new world premieres. A lot of commissions. A lot of black composers. They're playing the Rachmaninoff Symphonic Dances. And I was like, please let them have a black composer in this program so I can go. Because at a principle, I will not go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if it's not. If there's no black composer. And there is. I can't remember if... They're playing a Hellstroke a couple times. So... I'm gonna be up there. I'm gonna be uh they got they got a whole bunch of black composers happening. So period. And you see this? I already done plan flights to Detroit and to Baltimore over uh over y'all programming black composers. See? Or yeah. Black musicians, period. See what a black musician will make you do. We're gonna see what that's some follow suit. Yep. Well, are you gonna see? Cause you, <laughs> you know, you're talking about nope. <laughs> Ooh, you know, I just I try to keep my little timeline cleanse the classical music. So okay, <laughs> I might go listen. I, let me find out what the MSO doing, and then and I'll go from there. <laughs> oh, I forgot you. Gotta be showing up, booked and busy. So anyway, intermission. Mm-hmm. That's what I be like. Yep, booked and busy. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. Yep. Yes, I'm confirming that is what it is. Okay. Anyway. All right. So as you can see, um, uh, we are doing another partnership with Neiman this week, and we're talking to two of my students. And I like in preparing for this, it just had me thinking about my time um, in middle school and high school and stuff. You know, I, th- I think I peaked in middle school because I just had such an amazing. Listen, that is okay for me. To- it's okay. 
I am not bothered by that. I had a great time in middle school. I had excellent friends. I lived my life. I was so free. I thought I was so grown. I was like top three double dutchers in the school. I thought I was the best videos in the world and was. I made Allstate that year. I was living. That was my prime. It's okay. It is okay. Like, I don't understand what the problem is. If I peeked in middle school, I peeked in middle school. What you, what you roll your eyes for? You gonna look at me or <laughs> I'm confused? Like, does that sound bad? Maybe, but I had a great time. Seventh grade? Oh, what a time. Now you muted me. How are we gonna do a podcast while I'm muted? I didn't mute you. Oh, I was like, anyway, had me thinking about those days. So I asked Delaney to tell me one of her favorite memories, um, one of her favorite musical memories. I don't, if in middle school or high school, it doesn't matter. I think both of mine are high school, actually. Um, middle yeah, school. You did all of that. All of that about middle school when they both in high school. But I considered middle school. It's only because I had to narrow them out to one. And I also didn't want to say something that I've already said on this show. Cause I've already gassed up my middle school experience, which was lit, and I was smart. Yeah. Anyway, um, favorite one of your favorite musical moments with the instrument and without. So not just general like kickball Fridays, no, but like it could be like in between rehearsals or on an orchestra trip or or whatever. Something something involving music, but wasn't you weren't playing. We do them both at once, or we? What you think? Alternating. Yeah. Okay, so my my musical one, it's pretty quick. We did a um, like I think I've talked about you know playing with the Inner City Youth Orchestra of Los Angeles. We do tribute concerts to a black artist every year, um, and we did Stevie Wonder one year, and Stevie Wonder is my favorite artist, so it was lit. I was on there playing, singing off key, and yeah that was one of my yeah that was one of my favorite uh concerts because it's just like a it's like a medley mm-hmm. of um of his stuff in its orchestra and then chorus and then there's a, like a jazz band in the middle um and then there's like the leads lead singers but yeah um one of my favorite high school moments was what we went to we went to new york my senior year and my little quartet or whatever we played um we drove other way yeah there you go <laughs> <laughs> um we went to new york and my quartet uh, we got to play shostakovich a at the at the united nations so that was kind of cool okay period come on diplomat yeah <laughs> that's what i was period mm-hmm. ambassador Okay, so what was the non-musical one, but musical? Period. Okay, so this one's very trifling. <laughs> it's very trifling, I'm but excited. I was like, I'm not gonna, uh, huh? I'm excited. <laughs> I'm not going to um, rack my brain trying to figure out something else. I'm ready to just be trifling. <laughs> did I tell you? I'm. Did I tell you about the time I made that dude cry? Maybe. Okay, so this is at a dress rehearsal, right? This is at a dress rehearsal. Um, this was in high school. This had to have been my sophomore. Yeah, this was definitely my sophomore year of high school. So, 
we are at we're doing a dress rehearsal at disney hall and the school that i went to that year was literally like a block or two away from disney hall so me and my friend we decided uh, we had to leave school early for this too so we and, and oh, i'm terrible <laughs> storyteller but we also need to bring our own lunch so you know people got they packing their pb and j they whatever 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 we're walking there so we're like okay we're gonna leave school early like we're supposed to and there's a pizza place right here <laughs> so we go get we so we're, we're just gonna go half them we're just gonna buy a pizza so of course when we get there everyone like oh my god they got pizza what the heck oh my god let me get some period and whatever so we like nah it's our pizza like right enjoy your pb and j girl we got a pizza <laughs> so, so on our break we up there in the little amphitheater at disney hall um, on our little break and eating our pizza everybody else mad and this one dude keep asking me can i get some of your pizza and i'm like no you cannot have any of my pizza like keep asking me i've told him no explicitly multiple times tell me why i turn around he eating a piece of my pizza he took a piece of my pizza <laughs> And I said, no. So I knocked it out of his hand. <laughs> Period. <laughs> because what what you not going to do? I told you multiple times. I'm not going to sit here. You dirty hands and you been digging I, in your booty, all that. You put it in my pizza. Because he thought, exactly. He, and you think, oh, well, what's she going to do now? She, I'm not going to sit here and watch you enjoy my pizza. I'd rather yeah. nobody have it. <laughs> so I knocked it out of his hand. And pizza sauce got all over his clothes. And he started crying, talking about, well, this is Banana Republic. And well, I can't. <laughs> and and now it's Banana Republic. And how could you do this? And, what, da, 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 da. and um, yeah, he was crying. And everybody was like, yeah, Delaney, you went too far. And I was oh like, no. Nah. I was like, y'all are terrible. I was like, no, he went too far. Not the he, gaslighting. He it's asked gaslighting. me multiple times and i told him no you cannot have any we were all told to bring our lunch you have a lunch this is my lunch right you brought carrots and cucumbers and you mad and you put your hands in my stuff exactly without me at me without me telling you you can't and also with me telling you that you can't multiple times (laughs) wait how how was he able to do that you walked away from your pizza no it's an amphitheater so like it's like um like kind of like concrete benches and i had turned my back talking to somebody and he was sitting on my other side and my pizza's mm-hmm. right here. So when I turn back around to get some more pizza, I see him eating my pizza smiling. So yeah, so yeah, I just deserved it. knocked that pizza right at his end. And he was crying and people was like, Delaney, you went too far. I don't even know if you had to do all that. I'm like, so not him stealing from me, <laughs> but I can't knock the pizza out of his hand? Nah. Wait, so why was he so pressed? Like, was it a, a performance you said? Mm-hmm. Uh, but it wasn't his it wasn't his concert clothes it was his so regular what clothes because it was banana republic i'm like banana republic you act like freaking gucci bro like <laughs> your wash machine don't work <laughs> like oh you can't yeah he was trying to make it seem like you have to do some special thing i'm like okay take it to the dry cleaners and you can explain to your mom why she's paying the dry cleaning bill because you decided to steal from me and period. bet you want to do it again period <laughs> i love that for you so. and him It took us a while. We was cool after that. I was fine the whole time. All my <laughs> my whole thing was you can't have none of my pizza. That was my thing. <laughs> so Dang. I low key got I got a tie, but they both are the same thing. So like I said, we be going on orchestra trips. So when I when we go on orchestra trips, I have more fun. I had more fun because I was in. I was in the top orchestra like from a freshman and that's not because I was so good but because like it's not hard to be in the top orchestra at 
at at any school I don't think any high school regular Mm -hmm. regular high school they had an amazing music program and I struggled so much I was dead last the music was way too hard we were playing Russian Easter Overture we played a Brahms Brahms Symphony Number 4 movement like I was in over my head but he needed a viola player so I was sixth chair struggling the entire we played um introduction and allegro too hard it was too hard but i struggled along whatever but all my friends were in the, in the lit orchestra the string orchestra so when we go on orchestra trips everybody going together so the first one was when we went to san francisco my sophomore year and so mr a wanted to take i don't know what that street is called where it go like that you know what i'm talking about the one that's curve around in san francisco, oh, in san francisco. i've never been to san francisco but it's like one of them famous ones. I didn't know if it had a name. Oh, maybe it does. Like even on That's So Raven, like it will it will show like a, a a thing of it with the cars curving around, whatever, going down that big hill. And Mr. A wanted to walk up it, so we didn't know what it was. All the blacks, we didn't know what it was. So we start walking, and we see the hill, and we were like, we're not walking up that. All the black, <laughs> all the black people turned around and went back to the bus. Like we're not. <laughs> when we saw how steep it was yeah we went back to the bus and the chaperone was like yeah so um Charles Jory uh Katie and Danielle they went back to the bus <laughs> it's like the blacks went back to the bus we don't do that <laughs> okay <laughs> and then the second one was my senior year, the same New York trip or whatever like I don't I wasn't always I wasn't this idea of like not code switching and like bringing my entire self to is new right I started I stopped doing that like after like high school I got tired of it but I was in high school so I wasn't able to be myself in orchestra I was in classes with those people like literally we would leave orchestra and go to AP English and like we we, we were in classes together I just never really spoke to them because we don't have anything in common so um the New York trip was so much fun because that's when, like, I became, I was friends with Nikki at that point. Nikki was on the show a couple episodes ago. I was friends with Nikki at that point, and she was there. My friend Erica was there. So we in the back of the bus speaking Patois, being loud, being lit, all the way at the back of the bus. Like, that trip was so much fun. And I, I remember that because I was able to enjoy myself. I remember, like, um, I was a little bit apprehensive to go to San Francisco because I was like, I don't know anybody, but then I, I met the blacks and it was fine. But that New York trip was fun. The bus was the best part. Like, that was, just, it was lit. So, that was mine. <laughs> I remember going, I was thinking, I think I was going to, I was going to Angelica's house and I saw this hill. I have never seen a hill like that before. I cannot believe it is legal for people to drive up something like that. It was nearly completely vertical. I I, believe you. Katie, I've never, ever seen anything like that in my life. It wasn't just a steep hill. It was like, it was like, you know on that SpongeBob when he was waiting for that bus? And it went down. It was like that. (laughs) That, When SpongeBob was waiting for that bus and he kept missing the bus, that's exactly how that hill was. I I remember going into the light and thankfully it wasn't taking me up that way. But I had a little, like I was a little panicked because when I saw it, I was like, I'm not driving up that hill. Like I'm I'm not driving up that. I do not feel Mm -hmm. comfortable. Like I don't care what type of brakes you got. I cannot believe, yeah, uh, there gotta be a name for that hill. I just remember, I dang near blacked out when i saw that thing <laughs> i'm like the way you could not pay me to drive up that hill you definitely couldn't pay me to drive yeah. down it either girl and you at least you in la stanton virginia is like that like 
I, like I should have known when they tell you to bring comfortable walking shoes. I'm like, it's probably way worse than what I'm what I'm assuming. It. It's like the hills are just like what you maybe not nasty, but just like like this. You know what I'm saying? And I had a this is where not William and Mary College, but whatever this the school is called. So my friend Daisha, I made friends with this girl named Daisha. Um, there, while I was there, she was in the music. She was just working there, and I was like, "So, what do y'all do when it snows? Like, how do you possibly stop your car if the hill is on a fifty degree angle?" And she's like, "You know, you just." I'm like, "You just what?" She's like, "You know, these little, these little tap tap." I'm like, "Daisha, that is not sustainable." the 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 campus of that school that where Hyphus is is so steep that they put stairs. In, into the hill because you can't walk up you can't just walk <laughs> up the grass I'm like why I would literally go to this school see the school and immediately know it's not for me it could the, the teachers could be amazing okay. go to this school and you will free ride to Juilliard I'm like that sounds very nice sir but anyway this is not for me there's no way I, that, I would never go to a school like that and I lived on top of a big hill like my whole life but it wasn't no like it was a big hill where like you out of breath but it wasn't no vertical hill you know it was like one time a truck got stuck on no it was a bus it got stuck on the hill and it was a bus trying to go up it yeah it couldn't it couldn't like oh. when it got to the top right where my house is the, it, it like back. It, it couldn't move it got stuck i had to bring somebody it was there for a while i felt bad for the people in there because it was going somewhere it wasn't like but they had to bring something to pull it to hook it to the front and and pull it how did they get stuck because you were going up the hill and once you get to the top like i guess the opening went yeah like yeah that it got stuck like that and i'm like that must have been so scary because what if you if you teeter what if you go back oh my gosh yeah i don't yeah. know i freaking out i'd have been you can't get out the bus that's dangerous uh, did they unload yeah. the bus i don't know right i don't know i don't think so yeah i thought that'd be more dangerous to not unload it and i can't even believe to unload I, it I, I gotta find that hill because that was something like unlike I, I've ever seen before. Like it was literally, yeah. I'm just what to lay. Well, moving on. Mm-hmm. Um, so we about to bring in Jess Hurdle and Meredith Missouri, and we kind of just had general conversations about their musical path because in following the rubric we didn't want to just we didn't want them to make them feel bad about their musical experience in any way we didn't want to frame questions that would make them wonder if they're not doing the right thing or whatever so we just had general conversations and we're gonna hop in after to um to, to talk about our experiences at their age just to round out the episode a little bit they touched on some things but Delaney made a good point um to me yesterday because i was i was complaining about one of my students who i wanted to apply for this grant to i was like apply for this grant you're applying you're applying for this music festival that is having you play excerpts apply for this grant so you can i can put you in contact with mr taylor let's get you a lesson with mr taylor she's like she texts me she's like miss man i got so much going on and uh i'll just pay for your teacher another time and i'm like do you have the money to pay for him another time and Delaney was like her education at this point she's like probably why do you why do I have to play for somebody else when I play for you every week (laughs) so she doesn't have that so it's like when we ask questions about do you feel supported by your program some of the ways they answer they answer very like kid like well yeah I get lessons and 
like how they should answer so yeah yeah okay so here they are all right y'all we back and we are joined with two of my favorite people i'm here with meredith and jess and they are students meredith's in high school and jess is between high school and college we're preparing for some stuff and they are awesome and we're going to talk about um is it the second column of the bridge matrix Mm -hmm. so they are students and we're just going to talk with them about their musical experiences and their lives and we'll have a good time Meredith look nervous don't be acting like you don't be uh, all up in my messages (laughs) okay so why don't we get started uh let's start with Meredith why don't you go ahead and introduce um introduce yourself okay um hello my name is Meredith Missouri I'm 15 years old and I live in Rochester New York um I've been playing the violin for a long time, since, like, I was five, four years old. Mm. Started out with the little box. Mm. Oh, okay, I didn't know that. Mm. I thought you started in rock music, my bad. I started in Hochstein. Oh, okay. Hochstein. Oh, you actually did something that, and you told me that a couple weeks ago. <laughs> um, Jess, can you introduce yourself? All right. Hey, everybody. Um, my name is Jess. My name is Jess Hurdle. I'm 19 years old. Um, I graduated high school in 2019. And now I live in Sodus, New York, but I'm from Rochester, New York. Uh, I started viola when I, when I joined rap music. So I think I was in the eighth grade when I started. Mm-hmm. And I started in rap music. So yeah. So that's about I was playing for about like seven, eight years. You still play? About, yeah, right. I'm still playing now. Mm-hmm. I still play now. Good. Totally. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, that kind of goes into our next question. Can y'all talk about um, what made you stick with music? Um, you know, y'all have both been playing for, for a long time. And, you know, sometimes music can be a little... Yeah. Yeah, a little one. But what what made you stick with it? You can go, Meredith. Who goes? Who goes first? Wait, who's going first? Yeah, you can go first, Meredith. You go first. Um, hmm. Well, <laughs> that's my same answer. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, everybody in my family, like mostly everyone, played like a string instrument like my brother and my mom played the cello and my sister she used to play the violin but she don't play anymore and then my brother doesn't play anymore and my mom barely plays anymore so I'm like the only one to play still um I guess I keep playing because there's a lot of like beautiful pieces that are really inspiring and there's people that I want to like like know how to play like that because it's like really beautiful and i guess that's just why it's really inspiring mm-hmm. brown period you said what i said like miss brown period <laughs> Can you stay, stay to the question <laughs> i believe it's just time all right so i started so what kept me in music was i remember when i first joined rap music and i didn't know what an orchestra was i was very uncultured so all I so basically that's okay. No, you don't. You just didn't know about that. You got your whole, whole <laughs> culture, your whole, whole stuff. You just didn't know about orchestra. 
<laughs> That's yeah, okay. So, so I remember about like the first the first day of um rock music. It was like registration day, and they did like an instrument petting zoo. So like you know how they have like um instruments out and you could like see and like touch and yeah do all that stuff. So I thought they looked pretty cool, and so I joined the program that day along with my brother and my two sisters who don't play anymore. <laughs> but um, and then what really stood out to me was I went, I saw, I went to the RPO for the first time. And that really like, that really like made me want to like do music. Mm-hmm. Because I thought music was beautiful. And that I loved how when I'm, when I'm sitting there and I'm listening to it, I could literally close my eyes and then a picture will form of the music that I'm listening to. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was really cool. And then I wanted to do that. And I wanted to make everybody see like that picture with the music that I want to play. Mm-hmm. And plus, you don't really see you don't really see like people of youth really playing classical music like that. I mean, yeah, we're in like a big classical community. We're in a big <laughs> We're in a big classical community, but you don't really see the youth like playing like that anymore. Mm-hmm. Especially like people of color. Mm-hmm. Like that's one thing that, that I kind of remember is that when I went to when I always went to see the orchestra, I don't really see people of color part of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then and then when I went to orchestra and I told my orchestra teacher that day, she's like, well, there's like a really low percentage of people of color in the orchestra Mm -hmm. and then from that I just really wanted to set off from I just set off and I wanted to be a part of the orchestra to have that percentage probably like get better Mm -hmm. period change (laughs) yeah stay on them that I I think that that question was inspired because like at least for me like I didn't when I was y'all age like I didn't really think well not so much Jess but probably Meredith more so I didn't think violas is something I did but there's there are drop-off points right like if you think about like the people you started with when you go to middle school it's no it, then you go to high school high school is really where it drops off people are like I want to take ceramics I want to take I was like you've been playing this thing like it didn't even occur to me to quit so we just wanted to know like but I, that is so inspiring to me because it's like you actually have like real reasons I was like I just do viola so might as well keep doing it <laughs> <laughs> Well, I can't do anything else. Just feel. Just feel. <laughs> I want that too, but I don't no, know. I, I kind of was swayed by theater a lot because I was a theater kid. And when I want to tell you, Jessica X, no. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> what show did you invite me to? What was that? Oh yeah, I was in Rent. Nah, and especially like I, I, I think I tell Delaney this. I, I don't really care for Rent, like the the actual musical. But you had me sitting there. I was like, is that Jess? Period. I love that. Yeah. Let the let the youth lead. Let them inspire. Cause you know, rough out here. Okay, so Jess, I'm gonna put you back in your high school mind, and I want you to describe a musical week in your life, and then you can also do the same. I know we we are playing again, so if you want to do yeah. your musical week in your life now, you can do that as well. But if you want to yeah. tell us what you were doing in high school, whichever one is easier or you're more comfortable sharing. Uh, yeah, sure. So when I was in high school, um, I was doing both rock music and I was doing, and I just joined the orchestra 
in high school uh, because originally I wasn't a I wasn't a um, music major. I was a drama major, so we had to. So basically, I had to go back and forth with my counselor about how I could fit the orchestra with my schedule. Mm-hmm. So um, it turned out I did, and I became a double major. So basically, um, I'll go to high school, and then during my lunch periods, instead of eating lunch, I'll go to the practice room and practice. So I get some practice time in. So I'll practice there. And then from school, um, if we're talking specifically about senior, about senior year, because that's when I started in East Men's Pathways um, program, I will go from there to Eastman. I will walk down to Eastman from, from there. And then I have a lesson. Yeah, I walk. I walk. I walk. I don't have driving people in my family. I was walking. That's a long walk. I know. Especially downtown <laughs> Rochester. People want to act like they don't want to stop. Child. I'm like, you you? I say, you hit me. That's on you. You pay my college tuition, not me. <laughs> 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 I'm thinking about that walk. That like for people who don't know, that has to be like a 30 minute walk. That has from to be a 30 years, minute. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean it's from, fine. from school, yeah. <laughs> well, there's two there's two two paths you can take. You like go around and basically you just cross a bunch of streets, or that there's like or you could just go through like this alley and just walk straight down. I ain't go through no alley. <laughs> I ain't going through no alley in Rochester. <laughs> I know, but I mean, we were in the part of Rochester. It was like, well, not more like the bougie neighborhood, but more like in, in the middle of the bougie neighborhood. So it's, it's, it's different when you're from there. So. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. God, I don't care where in Rochester. We could be in Pittsburgh. I ain't going down no alley in Rochester. <laughs> it's just a, it's a daylight. I, I mean, it was always light outside. Yeah. I, I mean, low key, we were. What's, what's, that, what's that alley behind? This What's that? You know that street? What's it called? It's a, it's a really a street, but it ain't no street. You know what I'm talking about? In between Eastman and the garage. Mm-hmm. I used to I used to walk back there at night, so I can't even say nothing. Anyway, so you okay? So you go to Eastman Pathways, and then what we do? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I think you're talking about East Main Street, but I don't. I I don't know. I don't know streets. Oh, it's not even a street. It's a street, but it's not a street. It's not important. <laughs> I don't know. I don't remember. <laughs> but yeah, I'll walk there and then I'll have my lesson. I'll, I'll have my lesson with my teacher there. And then I'll walk back home in the dark, which by the way, will have my mom like really worried. So I had to stay on the phone with her till I get home. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's it. And then I get home, then I do homework, and then I practice. So technically, I practice. That's possible. I, I didn't practice because, you know, like, school was ending, and then you had to get SATs and all that good mm-hmm. stuff. I'm ready for college and stuff. Mm-hmm. So... So yeah, I I try to practice at least minutes to an hour. Not like today when I'm when I'm back into music and stuff. I try to fit it in like before work and then after work. Mm-hmm. Like I'm just trying to like fit it in mm-hmm. to fit it in. And, and basically, then I was in musicals. Then so technically, I just at rehearsal, I just go somewhere else and practice. 
Dang. Let me yeah. get some notes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we got one thing no, today. No, but it's it. hard. Yeah, because I'm over here by the stage door. They get so mad at me, though. Because I'm about... Because there'll be the stage door and then there'll be another music room where his band is. So I'll go in that room and then they'll need me in the other room So and I can't hear them because I'm practicing and then there are mics and stuff. So I'm like... Oh, dang. Yeah. So basically, I'm just like running back and forth mm-hmm. like three rooms. But yeah. Okay. Pretty much. <laughs> Meredith? What? Mine? What mine? Yeah. Describe a week in your musical life. Okay. I'm going to say when I like in rock music, like in person, so like middle school. Um. Well, I, my major was orchestra so I just go to school we had orchestra and I just be playing and then after school is quite a long bus bus ride home but then like right like five minutes after I get home we have to rush to rock music because it's like a little while away um then there's rock music for like two hours and I think I joined I joined rock music in like sixth grade mm. that was like the first time and I was like really nervous because I didn't know anybody and like it was just really new to me I felt um, that it, I was like really scared because like there was no one that I knew uh and I forgot his name but the teacher who like was the base person he was a teacher when I first got there um so then we do rock music for two hours and that would be like Monday, Wednesday, Friday. So I do that over the week. And then after that, I do my homework and I usually try to practice for like an hour because then I had to wait up an hour. And then Saturday, I get up really early and I have like a private lesson with my teacher for an hour at eight in the morning or like no it was like 30 minutes because I didn't have an hour yet so it was like eight in the morning and then a couple hours later I had to go to orchestra Eastman for like an hour so that was like all my morning and that was like all the lessons that I had over the week okay y'all busy it was very stressful <laughs> that's my mom's goal she was like you're not about to be sitting in my house doing nothing mm-hmm. <laughs> like she was like <laughs> Like she, she would literally tell everybody they were like, Yeah, I keep my kids busy because I don't want them in here destroying my house. (laughs) 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 Um, okay, so we're gonna talk about um some of the people that have like helped you along the way. So do you have any hmm, any particular teachers or mentors? They don't have to be related to music, but just people that stick out to you um, who have helped you like in, um, wh- would that be in music and in your college prep and your school? Like it can be anyone and tell us why. Wait, who wanna go first? I'm about to say. <laughs> I'm about Wait, well, you first? You can go first. Okay. Um... Well, my first teacher was Miss Reming, but she don't, she don't, I think she retired. Yes, she did. Um, when I was working with her, 
we didn't really do like sight reading. It was like a lot of just like looking and like she's showing us how to play something. So we play it. So I didn't really know how to like read from paper. And it was like, I just didn't know. But we started learning like a little bit by the end of like her teaching because she was retiring soon. But then my other teacher, my teacher after that was uh, Mr. Pena. So he really helped me like know how to learn and like read music because I had no idea. Like it was really hard for me. I like, I don't know what this note was. And like, he really helped me out. Um, and then Ms. Harmony, she also helped me. Um, and like, I think middle school, that was when I joined uh, Pathways because I wasn't in that program until like seventh grade or eighth grade. I'm not sure, but it really helped me develop my reading because I had no clue. I like, I couldn't read at all. And the teacher that I have now, he, uh, Mr. DeGlans, he's really helping me and like do more experienced stuff and like we're learning really fast. So I think all my teachers have like really helped me because I didn't know how to read at all. Like didn't know what this note was, so. <laughs> the noises outside but um yeah i have a long list i think so when i first joined rock music um they had they didn't really teach they teach us like the fundamentals you know like anything for like a d major scale they teach, that's that's what they taught in the first on the on like the um, first week, um, they didn't really do private lessons that much. So, um, so when that, so when that director left, um, Mr. Pena came, and Mr. Pena really helped me out a lot. I, I really say because he's the reason that I got in the pathways because I was literally waitlisted for about two to three years, and <clears throat> he really. He really taught me things that basically like the do's and don'ts of what to do in an orchestra. Um, he's helped me out with a lot of auditions for a lot of opportunities. He's opened a lot of doors for me. And um, and his um his actually um one really good friend of mine, um, Douglas. He I started writing music with him. We started um, together and we grew to be really good friends. Um, especially when I came to Soda and I joined, um, and I joined the orchestra in sophomore year. So I really started off really bad. I, I like sight reading like you, like I, I, sight reading was not my strongest suit. And for what's different from rap music in high school is that rap music is trying to teach all levels at the same time. So, um, but, but they grew out of that and they like spit it up in departments and stuff. But at that time, they was teaching in a different way, like in beginner mode. And when I joined um, high, the high school orchestra, I was placed in the intermediate orchestra. So some of the things, so like on my first day in, in the media orchestra, 
when I read the music, everything was foreign to what I, what I was used to. So um, that brings me to my next person and Douglas helped me out with that because he's been my stand partner for forever and he's my favorite stand partner. And, and I learned a lot from him. And then I would like thank Ms. Herman too. She, when I first got into the orchestra, she really helped me out. Um, she did, we did a bunch, we did like a couple of private lessons to help me like grow my sight reading a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so everything will look familiar. And then of course, <clears throat> and then of course, um, Miss Brown, yeah. Oh. Miss Brown. Okay, don't you? Yeah. It's funny because I tell I tell you, I I tell I'll tell you what because I tell I told my girlfriend this. She's like, of all the teachers you had, why do you like Miss Brown the most? I'm like, well, out of don't all do the this teachers, shows. out of all the, but this hear me out. Out of all the teachers I had, which by the way I cherish all the teachers I had. It would have been great, but the most different thing about you is that you're the most you're the teacher that I can mostly relate to. <laughs> Honestly, just listen. I ain't gonna cry on this podcast now. Okay, so <laughs> it's my stuff. <laughs> Honestly, like, you're like the teacher style. Like I, I relate to you the most. And yeah, you you didn't have to offer that offer me lessons at all, and I'm just. I'm thankful. I'm really thankful. I'm thankful to you because you know I often come across a lot of good students. Like I have, I have my faves, but there are a lot of there's. It's hard to come across students that really want it. So, you know, that's why you know y'all two are here. You know, not staying Meredith. <laughs> You're not staying Meredith. But that's really <laughs> sweet. Thanks, Jess. I really appreciate. You didn't have to say that. Aww. Especially in front of Delaney. Okay, let's Ooh, move yes. on. Everybody hellos that down. <laughs> hey, you're one of my favorite teachers, too. <laughs> anyway, next question. Okay, um, I don't want to stress you out, but let's just talk about this real quick. Have you had, because I know if I, I have a cousin around y'all, well, basically in between y'all ages, she's 17. Um, and college is the last thing she wants to talk about. She's like, Katie. I don't know, <laughs> um, but I wanted to know what your discussions um, about college have been. Like, what 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 were your discussions you have been having? If you don't know, you don't know. That's also that's fine. That's absolutely fine. Let me start with Meredith. Uh, <laughs> um, I know that I definitely do want to go to college, um, and I still want to play the violin and learn more about it. Um, I don't know where I'm gonna go though. Like I still you don't have, have you. Do, yeah. You are 14, 15, 14? 15. Yeah, girl. <laughs> I didn't know where I was going until. Like, girl, you got to. you had to know. They were like, you must tell us <laughs> April first. <laughs> no, it's June first. June first. And I was like, I guess I'm going to ISE. <laughs> like, you are okay. Um. But yeah, I definitely do want to keep playing, and yeah, I do want to go to college though. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Jess? Lordy, lordy. Uh, <laughs> so, 
So when at my senior year of high school, I was completely clueless. I mean, don't get me wrong, I, I love the orchestra, I love playing viola, but I was in a tough spot because I didn't know if that's what I wanted to do for the rest of my life. Cause I didn't, <clears throat> because I had other things that I really love. I love acting and I love like doing other things, but I didn't know if permanently music would like, how would that fit? So I went into college really confused. I started as a liberal arts and and then I changed my majors a couple times. And I didn't really, I didn't really, until I like I left college for a little bit, I sort of figured out that, I, I started to figure out that music is what I want to, where I want to go. It's because what I want to, because it's what I love. I mean, I went, I went for, I went to college for um, performing arts, um, drama, and I figured out by that time that I really didn't like it. Mm. I mean, I enjoy <laughs> being in shows. I enjoy watching shows, but studying it is a whole different thing. Yeah, I would imagine. Now you learning Shakespeare monologues and junk. Oh, don't get me started. Ancient Roman theater practices. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's so confused. Like, <laughs> I love shit. Like, don't get me wrong, Romeo and Juliet was the was the bomb, but like I just did not like reading it. No, nah, okay, Jess, but I might have to humbly disagree because he was in his bag with Macbeth. Macbeth? No, nah. oh, that was that's a good one was in, he was in his bag. That, that's a good one too. <laughs> I might I might actually switch. I mean, Romeo and Juliet. I feel like that was that was a, I mean, it was, it was a good unrealistic. show, but it was a, it was a dumb show too. Like what? <laughs> It's unrealistic. You did, so now I'm dead, and now you wake up, and now you dead. That's not realistic. <laughs> oh my god, our parents are keeping us away from each other. So let's just, let's like instead of meeting up and running away together, they she just wanted to fake like she's dead, and then Romeo killed himself, and then she woke back up, and then Romeo's dead. <laughs> now she dead too. That is a, that's not <laughs> realistic. <laughs> nah. He he must he must run out of time. Maybe the, the premiere was coming up or something. Oh god, <laughs> I, I, I hate it. Like, I legit just hated Shakespeare. I can I feel you. I, I feel you. But like theater, like, but thing is, I figured out like theater is something that I enjoy watching rather than doing myself and studying. <clears throat> and then I turned to music, which I've loved forever. I, I've listening. I've been listening to it forever. Um, every, basically, every not just classical, every genre. I've been listening to it forever, and then I wanted to like, and then I felt like I just wanted to contribute to that. Mm-hmm. So that's why I chose music, and I plan to go back to college um, for music. And yeah, <laughs> period. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, so kind of in that same like er, area of questions, um, can you talk about uh, what did your college prep look like? And like we said, you know, Meredith, you, you very early, like you do not need to have like a whole college prep 
situation. Craig, you do not. Like, <laughs> you wake up in the morning, you got <laughs> SAT questions at your bedside. I hope not. Yeah. Enjoy <laughs> life. Make make friendship bracelets. Go to the park. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, I don't know. You don't want to go to no park here. It's grown up okay. here. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, We're from the city. We don't go to the park like that. Okay, with a mask <laughs> on. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, I, I, I don't know what you do but i, I don't not. go to the park like that <laughs> there'd be weird people at the park <laughs> what parks you going to holly park what about holly park holly park's pretty that that, that that's probably the only park i'll go to but like the other, the other part not the whole city <laughs> like ellison <laughs> park oh lord have mercy i i i can't i'm sorry delaney <laughs> No, um, so maybe we just like maybe Jesse can talk about like that when when you were preparing for college in in high school, what it, what did that look like? And also, we can talk about what it looks like right now. You you know you preparing for college again? So, uh, so basically, my prep for college, I did take the SATs. Uh, it was the most boring three hours of my life. And now I'm kind of upset because now they're not, basically, they're, they don't use SATs to qualify for college anymore. Is that a so COVID I, thing? I don't know if it's COVID or it's just, you know, I don't know. People, they're like rethinking it because most people are not really good test takers. I mean, it's, it's, it just don't make sense. Because it, shouldn't take, were, it shouldn't have taken all these years for y'all to realize that. Literally, like, that doesn't... I <laughs> That's ridiculous i because i'm not gonna i'm not gonna hold you like i had a i had like a really low score and i was literally beating myself up for it because i wasn't because i'm not really like the best test taker either so i was so basically i was doing all this studying and studying and studying for the sats and i go back and i go like get like a low score and i was literally beating myself up for it i'm like i'm not getting to a good college now (laughs) No, it's hard because I never took the SAT. I don't know if that's a. Do you take the SAT, Delaney? We primary and I, it's a. It, I think it's a. I'm surprised that Jess said that because everyone that I met when I went to Interlochen and was on the East Coast took the ACT. I took both just because I had the free opportunity to take the ACT. But we are SAT pretty much. I don't know pretty much anyone else yeah. that took the ACT besides my friends that were with me. I was about but, to say is the SAT a, a East Coast thing because we were primarily ACT. And yeah, yeah, maybe it depends on the state. Yeah, well, now it depends on the college Mm -hmm. because you know, like more um, more colleges that's like harder to get into. You know, like Harvard, Princeton, Ivy League. Yeah, they don't take ACT. They 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 definitely like require like SATs, especially like, and then it's like you know like um UB and UB and RIT. I know they definitely take it. They take SATs now. They, they used to take SATs. A lot of community community colleges take them, but they didn't really do anything with them. I did twice, <laughs> and I did worse the second time, so you're fine. Yeah, I, I never understood. I, the only people I knew who was taking the SAT, can you study for that test? Because mm-hmm. oh, the ACT, can. the ACT, like, our school was ACT heavy, so they they the school paid for everyone to take the ACT one time. Yeah. Based on those scores, you could keep it, they put certain people in in the ACT preps course, like a, in a mandatory ACT prep course. I was one of them people. So I lost the study hall for a semester because I had to go to ACT prep. And I thought 
did pretty okay on ACT. I think the first time I took it, I got a 23. Did all that ACT prep, got a 24. I'm like, I'm going to be a music major. I don't need to know how to find the area of the triangle in 20 seconds. You said what? I don't remember what my ACT score was, but I just remember it was dismal. Because I didn't study for the test. I just took it because they were like, hey, we having a free ACT. I was like, well, I might as well if it's going to help my college application. I was like, so it's going to hurt my college application. So, (laughs) like, they, it's like, it didn't, it didn't matter. I mean, I thought I was like 24. I'm like, I'm cool with that. I mean, people, there are people in my, in my, in my school who got perfect scores and they got the 36. That, that was just the culture of my, of my school. And I was like, child, I'm going to ISU. I'm just trying to get, I'm just, they need the score. Okay. We did. Yeah. It was on a scale of 2,400. I know a girl that got a 2,350. I was like, what? Like, I never took my ACT. So how much questions did you, I don't understand the SAT. It's a foreign language to me. It's like, it remind it it just reminds me when in New York they did like the standardized testing thing. Oh, because New York is weird with y'all. They they I every state probably has this, but the way they work these kids in New York really irritates me. They're out for like the it's like the last six weeks of school is state testing. And I'm like, what is the point of that? <laughs> like I mean, I get re- I get like the regents exams because Oh, and they do regents exams. They- they, they're not doing they didn't do them last year or this year and they made me upset because i was on my way to an advanced regents diploma and then chemistry and then my my regents in chemistry literally took me out for that dang meredith over there gleeful she's like i ain't taking no regency yeah <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't graduated and then like a couple weeks after I grad like I think like it was in the middle of like summer or about to be like um 2020 it was between that and it was like they announced that um like oh there's no regions and it was t- no it was the- it was like articles saying that they were going to reconsider it or something like that or I'm getting mixed up by different exams but yeah those but reasons are, I feel like reasons are necessary, to be honest, because they reflect on what you learned in school. And depending on the school, it's not yeah. always uniform. But we, we got off track. What was the question? Oh, God. It was um, college <laughs> prep. College prep. Okay. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so um, yeah, it was basically, it was mostly SATs and you know, like finishing up everything. But for music, I was still taking lessons with um, my Eastness Pathway teacher. And to be honest, I did, um, while I was in that, like considering what I wanted to do at that point, um, I did schedule auditions for uh, surrounding schools. But the thing is they wanted to have those in the winter time. And I don't have really that m- many drivers in my family. I have only at that time, my brother was off to college in Michigan. So I only had my older sister and my grandmother and my grandma can't drive on the highway. So, and they wanted to have them in the winter time and it was all blizzard. It was like literally in the middle of a blizzard. So no one couldn't get out anywhere. Nobody wanted to go out. Mm-hmm. So technically like I had to cancel them. You know, I was, even though like I felt in inside, I, I felt like I, I really wasn't 
ready at that time. But the teacher that I was working with was like pushing me, was like pushing me to audition. And mm -hmm. I felt like I wasn't at the level to. And the pieces that I was playing with her and I was learning with her, there wasn't really holding to a college standard. Mm. So I just, I don't, I, in a way it kind of worked out a little bit because, you know, now I have time to learn college <clears throat> standard repertoire mm -hmm. and stuff like that. So, but anyway, like I was still working with a teacher then and that sort of prepped me for college. But right now, that I'm doing right now is that um, I'm working with you and and we're trying to find um, um, pieces of play that that goes into that um, that standard mm -hmm. and trying to meet that standard. So I like my college prep now than then because mm -hmm. it was all wishy washy. Mm -hmm. How about you, Meredith? Or not yet? I am. <laughs> Go to Good. the park, he says. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Go to the park. <laughs> Is it my turn? We only, we only got a couple more. Okay, so this one, do you feel, do you or did you feel supported by your music program in high school? Why don't we start with Meredith? Do you feel supported by the, the programs that you're doing, both high school, rock music, Pathways? Um, yeah, uh, rock music, uh, we did, like, we just did, like, a lot of, like, learning and, uh, like, electives. We got to learn a lot of things. Um, and, like, when we had, like, the All-Stars, um, we went on, like, some field, like, I don't know, field trips, but, like, performances can you and, tell what can you tell people what all stars all stars no longer exist in rock music, but can you yeah. can you tell people what that is? And no one's no one's gonna know what the, the all stars are. Do you know what the all stars are, Dorani? Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. I didn't know. Um, so all stars was like uh another group, like another class or like a lesson, but like still orchestra for like people who are more advanced because like in the rock music they were just like as Jess said, they were just trying to learn like everybody at the same thing. So it was like all easy. Well, for most of the people, it was like easy music, and there was just like a lot of little kids in the class. So we always had like really pretty easy music. So the All Stars uh, thing was for uh, people who were more advanced, and we got to play harder music, and also we went to like different places to perform because in rock and like just like the regular like group the regular like lesson with all the little kids we just always perform like in the gym or like just in like that room so it was a great opportunity to be in all-stars because like we went different places and then we learned a lot and we did like partnering and just like a lot of practice mm -hmm. and that really helped me because um I mean I was like uh, like not that experience in like reading harder music so that really helped me and all the teachers helped me like know like how to play it because I didn't 
like it was very confusing and it was just really hard because I just like whenever I first started playing I never learned how to read from the paper so it really helped. Mm. I forgot what the question was. <laughs> I asked if you felt supported by like rock music. Oh or... yeah. Um and then um pathways they do like a lot of uh like different programs and like it's like solo fest and then like they give you other opportunities and they also give you like scholarships so that really is like really helpful and um school like the school teacher we we when we were in person we did like we performed at like festivals and like uh, just like other places. Um, so like that was a good experience. Mm -hmm. <laughs> what about you, Jess? Uh, yeah, going off Mary said, I actually, I was really, I felt like I was really supported by my music because you know, that's where it all started and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And teachers and the teachers they were like really nice but at the same time they were like teaching on one level I felt like which is kind of understandable because there was new people joining rap music every day mm. so they they did their best to try to get that caught up to get them caught up to the level we was playing the same pieces every year but um when we, when we joined our all-stars and we started playing like we started playing more advanced and it was promoting the program and stuff like that and we got more private lessons rather than just sitting <clears throat> whether just being a part of um one leveled group and technically most of the time we weren't really playing that much we was just we was like little helpers yeah mm -hmm. mostly most of the time which i did i didn't mind because you know i'm helping but mm -hmm. at the same time like i, I wanted to like still feel like I was a part, so like I was a part of it instead mm -hmm. of like being like a little junior teacher or something like that. But rap music did help me a lot and helped me um learn to, to like um read harder music, because at that time like I'm still working on it now. Sight reading is not really an easy thing to do, and it's not really a fat thing to pick up on fast. So I would go based off of my ear. Mm. I would like um. The person who was playing next to me, I will always listen. I always listen and try to like mimic that. But I know that's kind of a little bad to do, but it helped me. But it helped me like you know like stick with the program. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, rap music like really like structured on how I could on how I learn how to play music and stuff like that. Uh, Eastman was weird because I I auditioned for them. <laughs> I auditioned for them. Um, I think it was, I auditioned for them in freshman year of high school. Um, I was, I was getting, um, I was getting a couple of private lessons here and there, but I wasn't getting many of it. Um, because the director at that time, he was trying to balance rock music and then Eastman at the same time. 
and he was doing all other stuff while running the program. So it was hard to get private lessons in and the pace that I learned. And in high school, it was the same thing. Like the, te like the teacher had a lot on her plate and she had a lot of students to help too. So I, I'm not gonna lie, I felt like I, I was kind of left in the dark a little bit. Mm. I had to learn mm. the piece by myself. And the only time I did the little private lesson, I did my little private lessons, it was, I would just play the piece and then she'll give me a few notes and then I just go to my next class. Mm. And then when I got to my audition, um, they told me that the piece was the wrong level for my grade level. Mm. So that kind of messed everything up. The thing is, and the thing is that the people at Eastman, they told me like it was, it's like everything was perfect, but it was just a level of the piece. And then that literally like got me stuck on a waiting list for three years. But so my time at Eastman, it was really short, especially um, when the teacher, they got, um, before he left for a different opportunity in Hawaii, he got, he figured something out where he got me off of the waiting list. He got me off of the waiting list and he got me into the um, very the um, virtuosity class, which I really enjoyed a lot. Mm -hmm. And I started my private lessons in senior year, which is, wasn't really a lot of time. Yeah. So that's why, and my teacher, I felt she thinks, I felt like she knew that I was capable of doing more advanced things, but I felt a little like held back a bit. Mm -hmm. if, if you get what I'm saying yeah, because I, with that. Mm -hmm. I felt like she was holding me back a little bit because even though yeah we was focusing on like technique and stuff like that but like the pieces that she was having me play they were like similar to rock music pieces mm. so it was like so basically like all the opportunities like I did I did Nisma I did Nisma and I pretty much stayed at a, like a low level and I couldn't really do pieces that would, you know, that would advance me to a higher level. Mm -hmm. So technically I felt like I just stayed at a high, a low level where I could have done much higher, much higher level pieces. Mm -hmm. So at one moment I just felt like out of place sure. a bit. Like I, I felt kind of out of place. Yeah, I heard that. She, yeah, but she taught me valuable stuff mm -hmm. while while I was working with her. But I just wish that I could have done more advanced things mm -hmm. to my level. Sure. Well, um, we're <laughs> on our last question. Um, so can y'all tell me? Um, what role do you envision music playing in your future? And it's okay if you don't have an answer, uh, an exact answer. I low-key don't even have an exact answer to this. So um, how about we start with Meredith? Wait, be a what in the future? Uh, what role do you envision music uh, playing in your future? Uh, um, I don't, well, I still don't know what I'm going to do in the future because I'm still in like high school, but... I definitely want to like still play and become like really good at playing the 
my lane and there's still a lot to learn because I still have like some problems in reading, but um, uh, I probably wanna be in like some orchestras like like when I'm done with college and like everything but like I don't want like that to be like the only thing that I want to do like I still want to do the violin but like I want to do other things mm-hmm. so like <clears throat> what about you James uh mm, I don't even like <laughs> music plays a really big part of my life I'm, I'm gonna say that but right now you know since like I'm starting to get back into it def- I'm definitely looking to um please <laughs> I'm definitely- excuse my dog <laughs> but, I'm- <laughs> but I'm definitely looking forward to, um to keeping it in my life I my me and my um, my girlfriend's dream is that we're gonna travel. Like I want to travel the whole all the USA and just perform for people. <laughs> That's cute. Yeah, but I also want like one time I want to join like an orchestra as well. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I'm still on the fence. I I'm definitely going for a perform for a performance, but I want to add something to that. But I'm just not sure what. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm still trying to figure that out. You got time. Yeah. Well, ladies, thank you so much for joining us on this Saturday morning. We appreciate your time. And yeah, I'll see both of y'all next week. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thank you. All right, y'all. So, um, yeah, we had a great, great time talking to Katie's students. Heard about what an inspiration. I mean, I, Katie, I was like, yeah, you shouldn't ask me to introduce people, it. You could have said this in front of Jess. It was, be- it was beautiful. <laughs> and I really was trying to hold back some tears because you don't normally find out about that kind of stuff. Kids don't really be sharing that kind of stuff. You did this, be like, yeah. It was really sweet, but I'm like in front of the way. The way I would never <laughs> live this down. <laughs> like, I don't think you understand. It was Ooh. beautiful. I was like, oh, because I really don't be, I don't be teaching to be like, I'm gonna save these kids. I, I <laughs> sometimes I find myself projecting. Like I do find myself projecting. I went one time. Armin was like, so is it? Cause I said like, yeah, the student did this thing, and I'm not gonna submit it because it's not it's not good enough. And he's like, Katie, is it not good enough for you? Or so like, is it fine? Because <laughs> I need to. We need we need things for the recital. <laughs> but um, I do find myself projecting because like. I really, I try to be the teacher that I wish I had, but like, I don't be like, I'm gonna save your life. You hear me? You little you, you, I'm gonna. Okay, you little you. you. No, I just wanna, <laughs> I just wanna work with you. I want you, I wanna be the teacher I wish I had. I want you to be the best you can be. So you never know if it's working, especially some, you know, my, that one student who ain't a beginner but play like a beginner. I'm just happy to have some corroboration, some corroboration. No on this so i just want everybody that let, let's pull over because no, delaney the hour is nine well so thought about these, that these for you folks they got it. somewhere to go they got you don't know what these folks gotta do oh, well they can pause it come back later well, you, you know, know that's, that's, the, that's busy the, they might that's not come the beauty back. Want, of, of podcast we just want to so. make sure that our watch time is, is high well, for the when, analytics but when we have an mvp teacher on the line we don't 
but we do because you're here but we don't but we do but we don't so but we do so but we don't <laughs> I'm just happy that everybody knows I'm just happy that everyone knows Katie's how you know what they know how you know it's gonna be inspiring that's gonna make inspiring the masses how you know that's gonna make you're not gonna take that out that would be terrible. That would be so bad. Uh, yeah, so period. Um, but yeah, we're just gonna um take some time to discuss like uh some of the feeling some of the the blanks because like Katie said, you know, when we're discussing the areas that um students need support, we're ta- we're talking to you know high school and pre college um which is where we are um on the bridge matrix, the Neman uh, bridge matrix, which will be linked in the description, um. When we're talking about uh, the ways that students need to be supported in that journey, we're talking about, you know, things that can kind of come from the the teacher's perspective or the administrator's perspective. But we also want to bring in the student's perspective as well, which is why we, we spoke to them. But we don't want to be like, so what financial support do you think you, you know, like, <laughs> All you know, your mama pocketbook for what? Exactly. Yeah. And so they might not know. That's kind of why we're we're doing this like little back segment so we can uh fill in some of the blanks because like we're on the other side of that mm-hmm. and can because like if somebody were asking me stuff about that you know when i was 15 you know i would not know um what to what to say so like when we're talking about um like what their what your musical life was like or like or even some of the things that they said like what are some of the um like were there similarities were there differences like what did you think about that i think in high school they in general played way more one thing that just left off she kind of circled back around to it is that she was she said she was in some like virtuosity orchestra something like that she was in in a youth orchestra that met on saturday afternoons and the only reason why i knew is that she was in that is because i had i connected the group briefly um before the the group that I connected briefly, the one that Meredith's in right now, she, I saw her wedding in the hallway when I got done with that, with mm-hmm. that class. So she did that. They they played way more than I played. I only played music in high school because I wasn't in youth orchestra for se- youth orchestra for several reasons. The first one is that Ina Brown was certainly just not going to go to church and then take me somewhere else. She was a single mother, so I, I empathize with that. And my grandparents didn't drive, so. I have to I have in retrospect I empathize with that and also if even if she didn't want to take me don't take the bus and I don't do but but also to be fair the youth orchestra I could have done CYSO but also on the other hand why Ina's confusing is she also was not gonna she was not gonna let me go on the train by myself downtown Chicago so which one is it and then the other one the other one that's in the northern suburbs there's no there's no transportation up there um so if if it wasn't because she didn't want to take me it was also the money factor and then it was the it sometimes it conflicts directly with church like i think what burnt her out one time the one time i did do youth orchestra in middle school was that we were leaving church to go to that like she like we were we were hurrying my grandma out from talking to her friends to get her home to take me um there so she that was not an option but yeah they play way more than i play played <laughs> well 
yeah, I related to to some of the stuff that that Jess was saying, um, because that whole transportation thing was a was a big thing. You know, Lisa had me out here in these in these streets, so um, I was taking the bus to to orchestra, and then the cost thing wasn't wasn't a thing because none of the orchestras I was in costed any money to to be in. Mm-hmm. So, um, um, but yeah, that whole like I think um they both talked about you know. Um, I think Meredith talked a lot about like being on the bus for a long time. It just reminded me of like how much like students are expected to do and like to to go through because like um, she's talking about how you know you go you go and you get home and be there for five minutes and then you go somewhere. I didn't even I couldn't even go home after school. Mm-hmm. Like I had to just go straight, just take the bus to orchestra <laughs> and just be there. Oh, I'm not gonna hold you like if night. I if I ever were to become a parent I think the reason why I'm so adamant about the homeschool thing is because I think seeing my kids at rock music really pushed me in that direction because I, re- I remember talking to Meredith Meredith would be very tired at rock music when we were in person like she'll be like I'm sorry miss I'm tired and I'm just like why are you tired she's like well I got up at five I went to school all day and now I'm here that's not fair I hate that Mm-hmm. I really I don't think kids should be getting up that early to go to school starting yeah. school at six starting school at seven in the morning and then they go all day and they do some after school and they have homework and practice yeah I don't know I just don't think kids should be working that hard somewhat maybe parents disagree with me but you have the rest of your life to build character and a lot of y'all don't have character no way so <laughs> <laughs> like, I just don't see the point of that like, I, and feel, I-, I feel so bad I think that kind of that kind of uh sheds some light on like the other like outside factors that can be very um that can just like impact um like you like you said the the energy level just the the bandwidth of mm-hmm. of of students because like I wasn't really practicing like that in high school because when was I gonna practice like I yeah. said I I I left for school at like six o'clock in the morning. So that I could get to school, um, and it took me two and a half hours to get to school, go to school. Be I, I got out of school at four. Sometimes I had sectionals after school at school, and then go to orchestra and then be there till like eight thirty. Like <laughs> I'm trying to figure out how we had the energy to do all this kind of stuff. Girl, if anything happens while, before two, I might sleep through it. Now, so you said what? <laughs> said if anything now, if anything happens before two, I might sleep through it. So, like I just don't. Because even though I didn't do a lot of musical stuff, I was doing other things. So like, I never left school before six o'clock. I'll be lit if I if something got done. Cause I was doing all type. I wanted to try everything. I wanted to do all that stuff. So I too was not practicing like that. But I mean, really had no excuse. Also, was, I was also incredibly lazy. So that's also the balance. But I also had a lot of AP classes um, that I could have worked harder in. But I still ended up right here. So th- what really matters? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I, but Jess and Meredith are gonna be listening to this. School's important. important. <laughs> School is so important. It's so good. Not Yay, as so good. Learning. I don't know. That is so good. Um, yeah, but who to lay? And then, um, and then, like I said, I went to I went. I had to use from like nine to three on Saturdays. That that wouldn't even work for me. And then like six thirty to like eight thirty on Sunday nights. Sundays. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, go to school that. in the morning. Like <laughs> I just can't even. Who Chile? Yeah. 
So I was doing a lot, and, and it was a it was a difficult decision to add that to my schedule. Um, but that w- it was important to me to do Iceola because mm-hmm. that was a, a black orchestra. So I was like, okay, I'll, I'll do that. You know, yeah. um, Sunday nights to eight. Yeah, Jesus wept. <laughs> Oh my goodness! Well, um, yeah. So, but um, what do you would you have wanted to be in a youth orchestra? Yeah, I think I I think I spent most of my. I think I wanted to be in one, and that's why I knew about CYSO. I already knew CYSO wouldn't work because at that time I don't know if it's changed. They practice on that's Chicago Youth Symphony Orchestra. They practice on Sundays. I already knew that was not a thing. Um. But the other one, which I'm forgetting the name of, like, I wanted to do that one, but I kind of just was like, I don't know how I'm going to get up there, and I'm not trying to be carpooling with nobody, even though um, the concert master of the, I don't know if he's still concert master, because, you know, COVID and stuff, but the concert master of the Lyric Opera, he lives the block over from me, and his son and I are, like, I'm, like, two years older and he's in this youth orchestra so he's like oh we could carpool and i'm like i'm not signing up for this thing and now one week you don't want to take me and now i gotta deal with ina and i'm just like yeah so i think obstacles and laziness and whatever was like yeah it's okay we got orchestra in college yeah i think yeah i was was working really hard on orchestra in school and i did private lessons so i kind of was already i think i had the attitude where i'm like you know it's probably fine i'm doing enough yeah um yeah, people draw the line in different places because I know people who was taking the bus with their bases, and I was like, "That's where I'm gonna have to draw the line." Like, yeah. it, 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 it have, playing the bass is very annoying. Like, <laughs> it's so annoying just the arrangements that you must make. Mm-hmm. Like the because then I had to do playing tests on some random bass at school. Like that makes you feel, you know mm-hmm. you on a foreign instrument and gotta leave an instrument okay we we, we gonna time it so leave an instrument in this room and then you got you know like when i went to because i was taking the bus from from downtown to freaking to south central so i was like having a time and leave a base there for this amount of days and sometimes not taking it home and like Mm -hmm. you know stuff like that but that's just annoying stuff anyway um so yeah we touched a little bit about a little bit on the financial stuff like because i i totally being in the whole el sistema thing was like dang people pay to put their kids in youth orchestra but it's supposed to be high which is crazy to me so it shouldn't be high like but i guess it's not so crazy now because i've seen what east mid tuition looking like so yeah i, I would probably pay to put my kids in a good youth orchestra yeah. like if they got to work with kalina i would pay for that I just don't that just was never my both orchestras I was in were free so mm-hmm. I was just like when I found out people were paying to go to orchestra I was like <laughs> come on rip off no I'm just kidding <laughs> uh, let me start one no I'm just kidding you literally have to pay the people that work there so I understand <laughs> mm-hmm. but um yeah so what about the Oh yeah, we touched on this question a little bit. So, do you inspire yourself as a teacher and mentor, or you have other people? No, why would I inspire myself to any? Well, it's just so much to, so much inspiration to anyway. draw from that. 
anyway, um, I, I, I mean, I've had a couple, a, a couple, yeah, I've, I've had a lot of great teachers, but certainly there are some that stick out, um, more than others. I can think of three right now. Uh, mentors slash violists would be first. Amy Amy B. was a teacher I had for a very brief um time. She not just public school, but she I had her for maybe about six or seven months, and she really I really wanted to go to Eastman. I told her, and she was like, "All right, boom, let's do this." So she kept me in shape from because I was student teaching, so I would have lessons, whatever. So. I would have lessons on like I would student teach on morning and then have lessons after school or something like that and she really like motivated me to do that and she also kept me very honest like when I got my the public school job I'm like I don't know I need to practice she's like Katie do not pass up the experience teach public school because you're gonna practice you're gonna be fine so just like her guidance and that she's also very irritated with me when I took the GRE to apply to a school that did not even want to go to she's like why are you paying $250 to apply to a school that you don't even want to go to for the GRE when Eastman does not require the GRE and you have all these other schools on your list I did it anyway because I was hard-headed but um yeah Amy Amy's great and then of course Mr. Taylor I've talked about Mr. Taylor so many times um he's a huge inspiration to me and we had good lessons I miss working with him and uh, my my last one is Jen Arnold who took me on her wing and she is um she's really dedicated to me and I don't take that lightly because she's like amazing and takes her time with me and I learn a lot yeah those are my three people Hmm. who inspires the great Delaney that's not Katie Brown small feats Katie Brown, Delaney Harris, extraordinary inspiration. How to does all. one inspire Delaney? I can't wait. We are. I'm. All te- I'm saying Katie Brown, an inspiration to all. Is okay, who so who I am really inspired you. I can't imagine who. That is literally who. That's so, not. It is. I don't play bass. I've never taught you bass. So. That don't Delaney, mean. The question. We literally put bass. in. We lit- No, we put in the question. It says it does not have to be. For says them. Don't, for them okay well for us as well no because we know why yeah. we did that because they might not have any musical people that inspire them okay well i don't have so okay katie so great brown. not me katie brown no yeah are you not gonna so how you gonna how, how you gonna tell me who inspires how me? you gonna tell me because it's me nah. what you mean <laughs> <laughs> katie accepted no. um delaney well you don't have to so delaney yes. It is what it is. They're so, waiting for you to answer seriously. I have answered the question. Um, they're waiting for you to answer seriously. But I have answered seriously. So Damn. I am waiting to move on. I am waiting for you to answer. To move on to some of the I, more nitty gritty. I am waiting for you to I have answer. answered the question, Katie. I've given the only answer I'm going to give. So Not willing to give. <sighs> love that for us. I so love I, that for no one. Wow. Well. Um, I want to touch on some of the like some of the more specific questions that are like from the bridge matrix that we didn't want to be like you know up in no. their business about right. Um, so one of the things that it brings up in terms of like the psychological and behavioral preparation of um like a music career, um, is like um musicians having access to like pre college advising that that empowers them and that is like effective mm-hmm. um and knowledgeable about about this so i'm wondering is that something that you had 
yes and no, but mainly no. Mm -hmm. So, yes, I did in that my orchestra director was like, you should go to ISU because Kate is a great teacher and she will teach you what you need to know. And then I got into all these other schools and he's like, great, you'll be going to ISU because Kate is a great teacher and he's gonna she's gonna teach you everything and i'm like then it got down to between isu and concordia and i was like i don't know because isu didn't send me my financial aid package and concordia talking real good and he's like you'll go to isu so that was the (laughs) and then i went to isu other than that i would say no so when it comes to general when it came to general guidance yeah I was I went to a, one of the top high schools in, in the state of Illinois. So they set us up. You just go to college. That's that's just what you do. So I had all the prep. I mentioned earlier that like I didn't do well in ACT the first time. So they put me in ACT prep with the other people who didn't do well. That was mandatory. I talked to my guidance counselor about college. They make you write your personal statement. The first thing you step foot into AP English for whatever you write your personal statement for school like everything was cushioning if you say you can't afford the college application fees they will pay for them like they really go like this but when it comes in specifically to music I was auditioning for Northwestern and had to cancel the audition myself because I I realized that I did not have the requirements for it and my teacher knew that I was applying to Northwestern my teacher made me prepare the exposition of Shamit and an arrangement of the second movement of the Tchaikovsky violin concerto down the fifth what the hell are we doing here what is going on here huh that doesn't make sense so no i would say that (laughs) not so no (laughs) (laughs) like that doesn't make any the more i think about it the more like the more angry i become because i cannot mean it worked out but it's like i'm I'm sure they were sitting there like why is she because the audition was for kate the cello teacher and the, the violin teacher and i know they were all three sitting there next to each other saying nothing like why is she playing this down a fifth but here we are. Praise be to God. What about you? <laughs> oh, I think I was okay. Like my my perfect teacher kind of talked me through like the audition process and stuff like that. Um, yeah. So, but I feel like um, I mean some of the things that they that they list like campus visits. Um, I did visit Eastman. Eastman was my top school so I went there Mm. I had been to Oberlin before for something else um and then other than that the only other out-of-state school that I applied to was Peabody which I've still never been to Peabody so um so like um things like things like that things like learning about scholarships and financial aid I didn't know a ton about yeah I mean I got some but we it was like textbook money that me you shouldn't just blew them all Hmm. I don't know. Um, <laughs> you are trash. Um, you are trash. About, I don't want to do this no more. Like, oh, okay, ditto. Um, okay, thanks for listening, y'all. So, like, it was, it was a it was a mix. Like the, I mean, college applications to me were 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 pretty straightforward. I didn't have to do anything super elaborate. Mm-hmm. Like, you know. I was fine at writing essays. We did write our personal statements in English and had our English teacher go over it and stuff like that. But in terms of music, 
I just had my like my teacher did talk me through the audition process and, and stuff like that because he took me seriously and I know that's not always the case um for uh for some for 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 some students so um talking about like the technical uh preparation for for students some of the things that they um that they bring up as um resources are like audition prep um summer festivals pre-college programs like did any of those things play a role in your uh your (laughs) pre-college experience no i think the closest i got to let me see did i even i didn't go to a summer festival i did go to like little summer festivals like a two-week thing that was like that my was hosted at my high school like my teacher would do a summer camp i would go to that i think i also i'm probably forgetting something i feel like i did a summer orchestra at one point like whatever like i did a little stuff um but i didn't get any to my to my memory but also like i can't memories hit or miss um i don't remember getting like this is how the audition is gonna go like i don't remember getting any of that maybe i'm I'm sure my teacher i'm not even gonna do her dirty like that i'm sure there was some talk about it in the lesson but like wow I, I don't remember anything explicit but i will say speaking specifically to isu like i knew kate um lewis went to my high school so she came to do she came to do uh not a master class uh a sectional and that's where i met her and then i feel like when she was there i also took a lesson with her so it was kind of clear that i was going to go to isu so i think that i was already from when i went to the audition room i already knew one of the people so i guess that and mr a kind of arranged that as well so that's that's about as close as it got um so i audition preparation is is interesting because i've seen it happen in like interesting ways since i've been like in college and looking at what other people do um like i know for yola they have people doing like audition prep workshops that are like um like they all like oh yeah which our students were gonna or I think some of them went to the Yola National one where they just had, like, the faculty mm-hmm. come. And, like, before the audition, they put up a whole day where they have the faculty hear, and work, hear you and work with you on, on excerpts and stuff like that. Like, that's crazy. Imagine if, if schools did that. They were, like, a couple, like, a month or, or, or two before your audition, come play your stuff for everybody. Like, yeah. I'm playing Caroline. Yeah. Uh, they probably just like, well, survival of the fittest, y'all. Yeah, well, y'all get here. Just be playing for your teacher, right? You're paying a hundred dollars a week for it, right? <laughs> you're not doing that. You think you're getting? You think you're getting into Eastman? Right. So. Ha ha ha. Um, and then I don't know what other pre-college programs over here. I auditioned for Colburn pre-college and I didn't get in. So. But that's it. But um. Okay, so the next one is actually pretty interesting to me. Um, this goes more into the logistical and, and financial um, aspects of it. Um, so that's like auditions, um, how how those things can be like more cost effective, parent support, um, like groups and stuff. I know Lucinda does uh, something like that for parents of musicians. And we talked a lot about that with Armand about um, like just having a space for parents to learn more about 
the recurring costs and just like you know um and like i said i didn't know that people were playing for uh or paying to go to a youth orchestra so um yeah um but one of the things that they that they uh bring up here um as a challenge is like just the, just auditions in general and just talk talked about this of not being able to get to auditions mm-hmm. in the winter time you know not being able yeah just that transportation aspect but also like if you don't have people who can take you how are you going to get there it's not like she could she could you know she didn't have any alternative options you know so one of the things that's that's brought up here is auditions like um let's say audition by consortium where like multiple admissions teams will audition students at the same time mm-hmm. i was like that's an interesting concept but i was thinking about it. i was like that might also be kind of overwhelming it might be overwhelming and i don't i would love to see how they envision doing that because at the end of the day everybody's trying to fill their studio so mm-hmm. they might not be i couldn't I feel like even as a teacher myself, I would want to know how that would work for me and how, what, you know what I'm saying? Because of course I would want it to be for the betterment of students, but it's also like, bro, everybody trying to fill, everybody trying to fill their studio, you know, what do you mean? All, I don't know. Or what do you mean? I wouldn't get how that would work. Like, like you all, would just take an audition and but like for multiple schools at once that same audition is for multiple schools at once so if you're applying you're applying to oberlin you're applying to eastman and peabody and juilliard you take one audition for all of those schools oh it wouldn't be like you got all the violas together from all the schools and they all yeah i think so either that or a virtual audition probably i feel yeah either that or but some some schools do regional auditions so they could if they did a regional audition yeah i feel like that would be if it was like virtual maybe if you could say or if you could if you if they could level if they could level the if schools work together to level the the what's it call it playing field not no like it, what if they were all asked for the same stuff you know oh right like, the, oh I can that send a that screening and you know i feel like that would that would but work. i guess that's probably a part of that I'm, I'm guessing that's probably a part of that is them collaborating on requirements as well so that students um because i guess the, the ultimate goal is to make it more cost effective mm-hmm. um i did mm-hmm. take i took regional auditions um because girl anybody got like you know traveling yeah. with the base and hotel and everything like i took regional auditions for everywhere except for eastman um um but yeah i guess i could i could certainly see from a, a cost effective um point of view how that would work um but i'm also thinking yeah virtually i think it would be totally fine yeah, i think it would be totally like, fine especially like after this i think the most for me i don't know maybe i can't i can't wrap my mind I can't wrap my mind of, of most teachers sitting in the same room from different schools listening to the same student. I don't know. I don't know why that's weird to me, but it would be cool, especially after this time. Why can't students who can't afford to do so send in a tape? Because some schools that can, some schools you can, but if you look at a, a lot of schools are also like, it is highly encouraged that you come in person. And to me, maybe I'm reading into it too much, but that has a tone to it. 
that's like if you're not gonna drop uh $600 on an audition weekend to come see us and how we then how do we know you serious about us how do we know that you really want to be here type vibes if they could just get rid of that and be like on the application can you just choose which one you want virtual or I feel like there's I feel like that's one that they should really consider because that's, that will help a lot of people because then it's going to be up to the students community and support system to figure out how can we get you in a place where you can take this audition and make and, and make you feel most comfortable in a place that's quiet and all that other stuff that's a, that's way easier to handle um the recording aspect of it than having to figure out how we got to get you to new york rochester and baltimore mm-hmm. the way it's been explained to me is that like of course it's always better to take an in-person audition because you get to like meet people and like you don't have to deal with like technology and, and sound because some people don't have the technical setup to do a, a high quality uh um, audition which will which in in some ways can can hurt you not them being like oh well you, you got a crappy iphone so we're not letting you in but like just certain things don't come across as an equalizer on the iphone and stuff like that mm-hmm. um but yeah so it's always been explained to me that it's like um preferable to take an uh, in-person audition but they always say that it's like they're obviously not going to be like oh you sent to the tape we're not even we're not even gonna, gonna mess with you um but the what what was weird to me about having like multiple people in the same room was one i was like that would be mad overwhelming um depending on how many people but two I'm just thinking of how different my audition experiences were at different schools Mm -hmm. and how like I don't see how that would work but I think virtually that could kind of especially if there was especially if if schools were pulling their resources together that could mitigate some of the technical issues because y'all could not only if if all of y'all are doing that y'all could um provide some support for like you know because because even if you do a regional audition they do the tech for you you know, like it's not like sitting in a tape. Mm-hmm. So if more of y'all could just could just pull that together, and y'all y'all could y'all could get a studio or something, and have somebody show and have people show up there, um, or you know whatever. There's there's a lot of different options with with a uh, tech to send in a tape, um, and then like review it all. But like I've had most of like my East my audition was like you have a formal interview with the admissions people but also like I spoke to my teacher it was kind of like a lesson my audition I did the audition and then it was kind of like a lesson so it's like some teachers like to do that some teachers like to ask you questions like whatever so I just don't see how it will work in person but um I think it's a creative solution for like uh the financial burden that comes with auditioning Mm -hmm. um okay so the next uh challenge is sort of like how um college colleges and conservatories view prospective students so um um this is kind of like the what the role that admissions officers and administrators uh play in like um like reaching students um um how they how they used uh tuition discounting uh like practices or whatever like i listen they should do that with me tuition discount but um but it's kind of like the 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 recruitment piece 
to this, which to me, I mean, I don't know what conservatory recruitment looks like, but to me, it, it looks non-existent. But maybe somebody, maybe somebody can shed some light on that for me. Yeah, I think recruitment. I remember talking to um one of my VL teachers, the, one of the ones who encouraged me to go to Eastman in the first place, and she was like, I was kind of worried. I was like, how do I know Miss Taylor? Like, he got all these VLs coming in. Like, how do you, you know? He's like, she's like, at the end of the day, he wants to fill his studio with people he likes. So yes, he has fifty viola people auditioning or whatever, or, but he also he also has to, to split the the people who actually can who actually are admitted between his colleagues and all that other stuff. So yeah, I feel like it's not it doesn't look different. Like for obviously for my undergraduate teacher, like she had to like and I'll, even like the flute teacher here at University of Memphis, I'm taking a class with her, and she she's like I teach math classes at high schools and all this other stuff trying to get people to know who I am and in, in, in the Memphis area and it's like they don't have to do that but I'm sure that they they might in, in their recruitment might look like it might look like if they they have their eyes on certain students that were that have been brought to their attention for whatever reason I think that's and then they they don't send a note, a note they kind of just I feel like they just hope they apply <laughs> but at least they might have their eye on certain and you know sometimes people invite people to an audition you know from maybe the recruitment is like if they teach at a summer festival I feel like that's a place where it, it happens mm-hmm. oh that's very true yes yeah, like, um, they, teach, they like they don't really like working with you you should apply yeah and then stuff like I know that that one um scholarship that El Sistema USA did with Peabody to do it for like a full tuition scholarship for um a student in El Sistema inspired program like so that's not like a necessarily a specific recruitment but it's specific enough that it's like we want this certain type of student um dang I forgot what I was uh oh I was gonna say is that how Eastman how Eastman does their admissions it's like you y'all just take a like take a vote and then y'all divvy it up i'm not 100 percent sure because oh. i remember I have, a, I have an idea but i don't i'm not 100 percent to speak mm-hmm. on it i do know that you they try to honor your preference of the teacher you put so that mm-hmm. has something to do with it and then also i don't know what the vote is but a teacher can argue for you like they have all the they sit around a big table and they have all the names and they just go like one by one or whatever and they say like I really want the student here or I can I can wiggle on the student or whatever and the only reason why I know that is because I ran into that lady I forgot her name doesn't matter I wouldn't say it anyway but um and she was like she was like uh oh like I remember you like Mr. Taylor was in there and I was like he was she's like oh she has to come she has to come and I was like Wait, but hold on. I mean, I almost didn't get it. She's like, no, I'm just saying that he. <laughs> I'm like, what you trying to say? Right. What, what, what was he pa- uh, pushing back against? I was like, what? what? I was like, what? Wait. At first, I was excited. And I was like, oh, he wasn't gonna talk about me. What he was saying? And then I was like, wait, why? Why he was on the chopping block trying to defend me to go? Who was who was stopping me? She's like, that's literally not what I said. But okay, I'm just saying that he was in there <laughs> talking you up. That's all I said. I was like, oh, okay, I want to make sure because. <laughs> Now you tell me I got the Eastman by a thread. I'm supposed to go sleep it tonight. <laughs> okay, but but a thread or or not? That's what my, someone said that to me when I be trying when I be uh, thinking poorly about my plan 
Like, it really don't matter how close it was. Yeah. Close my, enough. I think it was my godmother. I was talking to her. I was like, you know, I got this fellowship by the skin of my teeth. And she's like, and you got it. So. <laughs> like, because getting it, being a shoe-in and getting in barely, there's literally no difference. Like, yeah, there's, it's once you're there, there's no difference. Oh, it was my godmother. It was this lady in my church. She was like, okay. And you down there. <laughs> like. Down there with the people who, who might have been a shoe-in. Like, so. Because I I remember them explaining the, the Peabody process. It's like they don't need to get approval from other people. It's just like somebody needs to take you. Oh, for real? That's yeah. Lit. It's like um because which I understand because it's just like I mean your students will play together, but at the same time it's like y'all all faculty here and your judgment is your judgment. Like I feel like if you if it's not like Mr. Taylor got standards that are just they gotta worry about his students playing next to their student you know like all man and gibbs seeing who could hold an instrument (laughs) (laughs) exactly so it's like they were saying that like somebody you they all us to your audition somebody has to say i like i want this student and then once they want it they have certain thresholds like for grades sat score whatever whatever if you pass those and they're not crazy eye, you know Mm -hmm. so if you pass those things then you're in if you don't then they put it back and be like, so you really want this person? You know, like, because mm-hmm. they don't really meet. And if they're really, really strongly, like, yeah, they got to come. Then then you can get in. Or that could affect where you are on the list. But, yeah. Yeah, and it's so challenging because also, it's also like the sense of recruitment changes so much. I remember there was one year, I was for three years. One year there was two freshmen next year it was 10 freshmen oh, girl. remember that year both both uh uh mr taylor and jb admitted 10 freshmen in the same year i was like you know what i love mr taylor i was like my guy you don't even be the ones you got didn't <laughs> <laughs> you say that's the year he got a planner i was like period he Go had new to. year new you when he pulled out the planner i almost fainted <laughs> when i i said look at god I was like a planner we was deep in that studio it was like 20 something of us i was like yeah you're gonna have to start writing stuff down it can't be no more vibes no more <laughs> <laughs> that's that was because it was i think my second year at eastman it was it was quite it was quite small small for eastman like it wasn't it wasn't ain't nobody in here but it was like it was small because like, you know some studios you go to some schools before violas it wasn't that mm. it was like i think it was it was lower than normal we had like 12 to 14 or something like mm. we out here looking like madeline with all these all these kids up in here not madeline okay that's a great note well great note to end on um yeah so those oh. are kind of like you don't like madeline Twelve little girls, two straight lines. All right, so you have anything else? Because that's uh sort of the end of the gaps that we needed to fill in, and the end of the podcast that we needed to do. So, and I'm okay with that. I'm okay with this being the last. Oh, Delaney, we're having a great time, whether you think we are or not. Okay, moving on. Right, that's that's Prime Katie. That's that Leo energy fucking out. <laughs> I'll be like, I said something trifling to Nikki. She's like, I'm hanging up, and I'll be like, Nikki, we're having a great time, and you want to go? She's like, I'm, we're having a great time. She's like, you're having a great time at my expense. 
And I'm like, and collectively, we are having a great time. Not collectively. All right. <laughs> you said what? So we could just move on to, to our final black excellence of the show. What do you mean? All right. People are like, yeah, they didn't pour it over too many times. Oh, yeah. I, for- I forgot to say, you know, I mean, I said it before, but I will also link like everything that we talked about. Um, I'll link, you know, the bridge matrix that we are referencing and all of that kind of stuff um, in the description so that y'all can uh, follow along. All right, y'all, it's time for Black Excellence, where we hype you up, gas you up, and give you your props, because it's room for everyone at the top. This week, I'm talking about the Uptown String Quartet. It is an all-black, I don't know if they're still playing, but it was an all-black um, string quartet. Um, they originally began as a part of the Max Roche Double Quartet, um, and then by 1986, the string quartet became had its name in the personnel of violist Diana Monroe, uh, Lessa Terry, Maxine Roche, and Cellis Zella Terry. Sorry, that's violinist. I was, you know, you all be viola. I just see V-I-O and I be like, love. Um, Not love. <laughs> uh, by the time they debuted their 1989 uh, record as a separate entity of their own, Monroe, Lisa Terry, and Roche were joined by Eileen Folsom um, and from there they remain the same one of the very first string quartets to improvise um and they have like bomb records I'm, i'll link some of them so you can take a listen i had no idea these people exist don't drag me if you knew about them but i'm just saying i was put on by jen and i was like well they they playing and they did some stuff um with this cosby show and all type of stuff so they were playing out here and they were uh leading the pack and i was you know i went to a little spotify and jen like they was doing anything so yeah that is the uptown string quartet Periana, um, my piece this week is uh Louisiana blues strut. Um, Who you showing? That's the name of the piece. Um, by Coleridge Taylor oh, okay. Perkinson. Mm. Oh, you don't know? I don't know. You act like I said it like that too. Yeah, One day you yeah I'm sure up. you did. Uh, well, we'll see. Which I won't. So. um yeah so it's by Coleridge Taylor Parkinson shout out to him um and that will be linked in the description you gotta strut like you mean it free yep that's a that's a clip of it yeah come on come on get up prime television anyway thank you so much for listening to classically black podcast don't forget to follow us on classics on social media at Classically Black Podcast. If you have a piece of the week suggestion, a black excellence suggestion, or an intermission suggestion, send it to Classically Black Podcast at gmail.com. Check us out at classicallyblackpodcast.com. Join ISBM. It's free. Like It's free. Join it. Period. ISBlackMusicians.com. Follow us. Oh, if you're black. But you can donate at ISBlackMusicians.com. Follow us at ISBlackMusicians per. Bye, y'all. Bye, y'all.